January 8, 2011. My DS prediction has almost as much to do with the uh, iOS uh, platform as it does to do with the DS platform. Hmm. I think um, iOS is going to provide a lot more tough competition than than Nintendo really expects. I mean, they've already they've already said it a little bit, but um, I think they're going to overprice the 3DS at launch and have to drop yeah. the price within six months. Oh yeah. I think it's going to be a hard sell if they. I think they're going to price it at 250. I think uh-huh. that's going to be a hard Me sell. Too. And they're going to have to drop it before Christmas. And I think it's going to start picking up steam around Christmas. It'll be, it'll be a fun Christmas gift to get for for people for their for their kids. Um. our newscast special emergency edition. <laughs> um, now, you guys probably not, might not realize this, but we record our regular episodes of newscast on, on Tuesdays, and then they go out on Saturdays, which is, I know, probably not the most timely way to put out a new show to build in a five-day delay. Um, and But normally it's not that big of a deal, because honestly, it's the internet. You're, you're already getting your news from the internet, we're just talking about it. You're not learning new things from us generally. Um it's not usually a problem except for in cases like this when we get some sort of a major news announcement um, between Tuesday and Saturday that if we don't talk about on the show, it makes us look kind of silly. Um, so hence, I, we decided to go ahead and throw up a an episode of the newscast. This is going to be a real short, just a half an hour, maybe if, if that episode, where we talk about this whole uh, crazy price drop issue and put it out before Saturday so that you can listen to the show on Saturday Already knowing what we newscasters think about this um, potentially major, major news, and then on Saturday you can just you know pretend that we don't care about it anymore for a couple of days. Uh, unfortunately, Neil and uh, Zach could not be here because we're recording at an unusual time and they had other they had other things going on. Of course, Zach lives so far away from any of us that it's kind of hard to fit him into anything other, other than our usual recording schedule. Um, but instead, we've got uh, we've got Scott with us. Scott luckily lives in my time zone, which makes this easy for me. Um, and of course, we've got uh, Mr. Danny Bivens from Japan, which is crazy because it's nowhere near my time zone. But he decided to wake up crazy early in the morning and uh, and join us, so we'd have a few more voices on the show. So uh, thanks, guys, for for joining me. Um, I don't even know where to begin with this, but let's just uh, let's just lay it out there. I know we we just listened to that sound clip that that episode aired in December early. That was episode number thirty five of the newscast, where um, Zach, Nathan, and, and myself gave our two thousand and eleven predictions. Um, where I actually, and I'll take credit for this right now, I actually <laughs> called a within six month price drop from two fifty for the three DS. Um, Honestly, if you had asked me a week later, I might have changed my mind on that, but I'm kind of glad that I didn't because I was actually dead right. And I, I didn't really want to be right. I mean, I bought the system at launch, so clearly I I felt like it was a good investment at launch, um, even though I you know, I agree it was on it was priced it was priced high. I knew that. I decided to buy it anyway. Um, I don't really regret it. Um, what, what, do you guys think 250 was too high of a price? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, I was willing to pay it at the time, um, but I knew it had to come down, and I knew it really had to come down before a lot of people started showing interest in the system. Um, I think we talked about it two episodes ago when we were talking, uh, reading listener mail about, you know, if the 3DS would ever reach the DS's, uh, success, and, you know, I felt that 
for people to really latch on to it, I thought it would take some time, a price drop, and then a system redesign, just like it was with the, the DS Lite. You know, I, I never saw any friends with the fat DS. It's when the DS Lite came out that I feel like everyone started picking it up. So, um, yeah, I knew it had to happen eventually. I, I just, I really didn't expect it so soon. I, maybe maybe closer to Christmas, but but not just, you know, so so soon after the launch. Uh, just just over four months, I believe the 3DS came out on I think like the 25th of March, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and it's now the 28th of, of July. So we're looking at just a few days over a four month launch window, and um, I, I don't really have any sales statistics for what other uh, handhelds or systems have done, but they did say that um, around 830,000 people, I think, have have bought the 3DS so far. Um, I'm not sure if that's worldwide. I think maybe it is, but I'm not sure. Yeah, um, well, and actually, um, Rich from from IGN, who runs the the Nintendo channel over at IGN, he, he tweeted out some sales data, and he said the the PSP outsold the 3DS um, 2.5 to 1, which was 1.8 million to 0.7 million um, globally. Yeah, so okay. that's and that's per Sony and Nintendo. Like that, the, that the first numbers. that the first launch, the first four months of each system, or yeah, I'm like sorry, yeah, that, that that's April to June. Okay. That's crazy. That's um, bad. <laughs> so I mean, clearly the 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 price drop was was warranted in in some respect. Um I guess one one question that's worth asking is what does this what does this mean for the long term? So, you know, of course the the one of the there's, there's two obvious comparisons I can I can make with this price drop um and both are on vast other ends of the spectrum in terms of product success and one of them is the virtual boy which i'm sure you guys remember if you were old enough um, that the virtual boy went from you know i don't remember what i don't remember what it launched at but it wasn't a bargain bin for ten dollars within maybe nine to twelve months after release i mean it was nowhere it it fell off so quickly um that i mean the price the price of it fell so quickly that it just makes you Makes you remember that and say, "Wow, this is a, you know, thirty percent of the cost is a really drastic cut." I mean, is this the beginning of the end of a Nintendo handheld so quickly? Like it's happened before, but things have changed so drastically since the mid '90s when the Virtual Boy came out, and the 3DS doesn't have nearly the many inherent flaws that the Virtual <laughs> Boy had. Right, right. Uh, I think that's that's the point there too. Um, I mean, it's it's not really like the Virtual Boy. The Virtual Boy was. Kind of bastardized from the beginning. I mean, you know, I remember just you know doing some research about it, and I guess you know initially, you know, they wanted to do it in color. They wanted to kind of do it right, but it was just going to cost way too much money, so they, you know, just went for a cheaper route with the god awful red, <laughs> and that could potentially yeah. blind you. Um, you know, I mean, it, it. God, there's a lot of just weird things about the, about the Virtual Boy that just. Are kind of unsettling, I guess, for a Nintendo system. But um, I don't think the 3DS is anything like that. It's just, you know, it, it came out kind of expensive. It's kind of just fighting an uphill battle, you know. And um, I also I think seriously doubt the 3D, yeah. the Virtual Boy, ever sold 800,000 units. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, you're probably right. Yeah. And of course, the other the other other yeah. comparison you can make is the, is the Apple iPhone, which came out at six hundred dollars, and I think maybe a month, maybe two months later, I forget the exact timeline, they dropped it two hundred dollars down to four hundred. Um, and now you look at the iPhone, and the iPhone is quite possibly the defining gadget of of the decade. Uh, is it's changed everything about the cell phone industry, 
about the mobile gaming industry really i mean i like i said in my sound clip earlier i don't i don't think that the 3ds is having problems because of the psp or because of necessarily even you know anything nintendo necessarily did wrong the market changed on them it's not yeah. the same market it was before and they and, and i'm not sure the the 3ds was really built for the old market either but it certainly isn't helping matters that a new market exists now where people are used to paying one to five dollars for the for their games yeah mm-hmm. it's true yeah i mean the system's more expensive and more importantly the games are more expensive I, i'd like to see the games go back down to to thirty dollars if not even a little, little lower than that there needs to be some sort of variance in the pricing is is really the big deal. Like I don't yeah. mind I don't mind paying forty dollars for the Ocarina of Time, um, but forty dollars for a Pac Man and Galaga collection, right? That's really pushing it. Even if it is a good collection, like I talked about it on the show uh, that's going to go out in a couple days, and I really like the game, but I can't recommend anybody buy that to play high score catch up with me. Because <laughs> yeah. who, who am I going to tell to go spend forty dollars mm-hmm. on, on Pac Man? Like really? Yeah. Don't 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 do that. Yeah. Go buy it on Xbox Live for four or eight or however much it costs. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 even here in Japan, I mean, the, the prices for games are just uh, so much more than even what they are. Like in sure. the United States, I don't know about Europe, but um, or Australia, but it, I don't know. It's sometimes like, man, can I really justify spending, you know, five thousand yen? You know, about six thousand yen for a a three DS game that. I don't even know if I'm going to like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? It's, the Nintendo published games are actually pretty consistently relatively low-end compared to, like, some of the other, like, third-party stuff. But, I mean, sometimes you just look at it and you're like, wow, why would I buy yeah. this? If You know, if I can get it on another system, you know, it's a little bit better or whatever. So, so I guess there's – I mean, when you're looking at the long-term, the tail of, of the 3DS with this price cut in mind, of course, the price cut theoretically should spur – sales making the install base go up and if the install base goes up maybe Mega Man Legends 3 doesn't get canceled maybe uh <laughs> maybe we see more original titles for the system instead of um dead silence which is what it kind of seems like right now um so maybe this is a I mean maybe this is a really good thing for the long term so we're going to get more people the system in more hands that's going to help our street pass ratio here in the states where we can hardly come across them yep. um if, the, if there's more systems <laughs> there's more people to street pass with um but it's a little concerning that they have to slash the price so drastically so quickly. Well, yeah, and, that, and that's the thing you have to worry about is are people going to see that and just assume the system's already dead in the water? You know, I would imagine the average core gamer isn't going to think that. But what about, you know, someone who's casually purchasing the handheld, you know? Um, you know, how does that it's, affect their, their confidence in the system? It's often hard for us to remember, as people who you know write for a video game website, the largest chunk, the by a large margin, the largest chunk of the audience for these handhelds don't read gaming websites. They don't they don't realize you know the things that we realize about the way the market is and the brand strength of the DS. And you know I I'm, I hesitate to write anything with the DS branding on it a failure within four months. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how this stacks up against the new PlayStation Vita this Christmas. Uh, I really thought we'd get a price drop closer to Christmas rather than in the middle of the summer. They're, they've got to be very concerned if they're doing this in July because July is not exactly the kind of month you you do this kind of thing. And you don't you don't drop prices in July. You drop prices when you think sales are going to happen anyway, and you want to you, you want to give it that extra kick. Right. 
What um the the Vita is it? That's launching at two hundred, right? Uh, two fifty, I believe. Oh, two, is it two fifty? Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. It, you, I wonder what impact. I mean, not to talk too much about Sony, but I wonder what impact that'll have on Sony and their confidence in their pricing structure. I mean, whether or not it's has more features and you know better graphics. I mean, does that like you said, Drew, like Andy, like does that really matter at this point? Well, know? they're clearly selling it at a loss, and they targeted it at the 3DS price point, and that's that, that seems pretty obvious to me. Um, yeah. they're not they're not going to lower it. They're going to keep it at mm-hmm. 250, and hope that it's close enough in comparison with the 3DS, especially with the potential reputation of the 3DS in question, that they'll sell through. I think they'll sell plenty of PlayStation Vitas at that cost, at that price. Um, I also think that. The, the 3ds will do fine i just i think it may start out i think the 3ds may not have the the long life the ds had it may not have the the high peaks of, of popularity and sales but it's not going anywhere they're not going to can it and try again that's that's crazy talk um so i mean and I'm, I'm not too concerned about my 3ds not being or not not being supported in two years. I am concerned about my L button isn't working. Uh, I'm concerned. I'm concerned about, about the specific design of the launch hardware. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so I guess the other big part of this is you know we spent 250 at launch and now it's being dropped so quickly that Nintendo has decided to preempt any negative backlash from those of us who paid the high price by giving us all kinds of awesome little free goodies. <laughs> they are giving us 20 free mm-hmm. games, which is mind-boggling. Um, that's, depending on how you calculate it, if you calculate the, the, the Game Boy Advance games that we're getting at $8, like the uh, Super NES games and the Virtual Console, and if you calculate the NES games at the f- same $5 they're being sold on the Wii, Wii Shop right now, that's $130 worth of, worth of free content that they're giving us, I, I, if I'm not mistaken... All at once, they're giving us all the all those games on September first, I believe. I think I think all the NES games are September first. I think the GBA games are supposed to be later down the road. That's right. The uh, GBA games are supposed to be around the end of the year. If, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. That's unfortunate. I was looking forward to replaying some Metroid Fusion. <laughs> um, so let's oh, yeah. go over let's go over the games that they're, they're going to be uh, giving us on September first. The NES games. Um, we've got. Confirmed reports of Super Mario Brothers, uh, Donkey Kong Jr., Balloon Fight, which I've still never played, um, Ice Climber, and the original Legend of Zelda. Uh, it dawns on me, and probably many others, that these are awfully uh, similar to the games that were re-released on Game Boy Advance in 2004 uh, during their NES Classic with the, uh, the really awesome redesigned GBA SP that I stupidly sold like, four years ago. <laughs> I really, I really should have kept that. Um, I, I, it kind of seems to me like they're developing a GBA emulator and they're porting the GBA ports. They're, they're putting the the GBA ports of these NES games in that in that emulator, meaning that these are going to be emulated games that were already emulated, <laughs> um, which is interesting. I mean, because if, if not that, then they're putting an NES emulator on the 3DS, and if they're doing that. Now we're starting to talk about, okay, well, I've already bought these games in the Wii Shop. If you're going to have an NES virtual console on the 3DS, why can't I just port my games over from, from the Wii? That's They're making me buy them again. Now, that's not really an issue here because we're getting them for free. But it does kind of it does kind of make you go, oh, well, okay, I don't have to rebuy these games again, but that's cool because I already, I already bought them. And, in fact, I bought all these other NES games too. Why can't I put them on my 3DS? Right. 
it, interestingly, too, coming from this it, is talk about what they're adding to these NES games when they do launch commercially for everyone who has a 3DS. You know, like being able to play like, wireless multiplayer and, and things like that. It's kind of interesting. I, I suppose it, that might justify buying it twice. You is know. that online Wi-Fi or local wireless? Uh, local. I'm sorry. Did I say online? It, it yeah, I, you, you didn't specify. I was wondering because I hadn't. I hadn't heard. I'm um, sure. I'm sure it would be local. I, I'd have to believe it would be I, yeah, phenomenal I if we could play them online, but <laughs> I certainly don't expect that. That'd be that'd be probably even too much to ask. Yeah. Um, but still, I mean, twenty free games. I mean, th- those are not games that I'm super excited about. Of course, having Mario is always nice. I'll pick up and play a couple levels of Mario a couple times a year just because it's a habit that I enjoy. Um, Zelda, I play through the original Zelda probably once every couple of years. I have the damn thing memorized front to back. I've been looking for a reason to go back and try the second quest again. Maybe this will be it. Uh, so that's that's kind of exciting. Um, any other NES games you guys would love to see on the list? Uh, I'd love to see Ninja Turtles 2, but I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, man, that, wouldn't, that be, wouldn't that be awesome? That would, I'd love that. Yeah, me too. That would be crazy. I'd kind of um, like to see the original Metroid. I know I'm, it's not a, not a game that has a ton of fans these days, but I I still really like the original Metroid. I, I play through it a couple times a year, or a couple a couple years. I, every other couple years, I play that game. And they they had that actually on the they had that on the GBA like for the NES remake or NES re-releases, didn't um, they? Yeah, they did. It was one of the games they they put out. Okay, maybe that's that that's more. Of a and it was also emulated, I think, in Metroid Fusion, wasn't it? Uh, I think it was a bonus for Metroid Fusion. I thought it was a bonus. If you hooked it up with Metroid Prime, yeah, I think, right? Yeah, that's, I think so. That's it, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not super interested in the NES games. I mean, whatever's out there, especially the free stuff, I'm like, you know, happy to download it. It'll be kind of fun to throw on for a couple minutes. You know, same way pulling on my iPhone and playing a game for a couple minutes while I'm just like sitting around or waiting for, you know, waiting to go do something like. I'll play Mario for a little bit, you know, or I'll play Donkey Kong Jr., but I think the GBA stuff is what I'm most excited for. So, yeah, the GBA stuff, let's let's go through that then. Um, so we don't know when these are going to hit later later this year, apparently, and supposedly these games are going to be remain um, exclusive to the Ambassador program that, we're, that they're, they're, they're dubbing this, this free content to. Uh, I don't know that I believe that long-term, but I'm... Kind of curious to see how long they hold up that guy. Of course, the wording they used for this was they have no plans. Right. Um, we've heard that a few times, and it still remains to be seen how how uh, how no plans really translates into future plans. <laughs> um, but the games they have listed so far are Yoshi's Island, Super Mario Advance 3, which is fantastic. I've still never really played that game. I played it a little bit, but I never really tried to play through it, so I'm very excited about that. Oh, you never played through it on GBA, or you've never played through Yoshi's Island in general? In general. Oh, man. I yeah, had you, the Super you... NES cartridge for a little bit, and I played maybe the first world or two, but I never got much farther than that. Oh, God, that game's I think, incredible. I remember thinking it had a few too many collectibles for my taste, and I got frustrated trying to go back and get all of them, and I got sidetracked and never kept pushing forward. Yeah, um, I wouldn't even worry about the collectibles. I would just, I would just get through the levels and just enjoy the game. I mean, you could always go back, but all it does is unlock harder levels. <laughs> so yeah. you know, it's nothing I would worry about until you beat the game. Like if you really want to go back and do it. Yeah, gotcha. Lucky for me, actually, I got the game on the Game Boy Advance actually too. And actually, I made it to like the very last world, but I haven't beat it yet. And now it's back in America, and I'm here in Japan. So this, I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of glad it's coming out. Like you know, in the coming out for interesting it. interestingly this game has never been released on the wii virtual console uh, well yeah supposedly 
due to the fact that it uses the Super FX chip the in the Super Nintendo cartridge, and yeah. uh, they had a horrible time emulating that. Although apparently they could do it on the GBA, so I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Apparently, and you know, homebrew emulators have been doing stuff like this for the past decade. It's kind of baffling as to how Nintendo can't get it to work. Uh, you know, right? Because yeah. they don't have any of those Super FX games on on we on the Virtual Console. Yeah. Um, next up, Mario Kart Super Circuit, uh, a game that once again I've never really played. It kind of fell between the cracks between uh, like Double Dash and um, Mario Kart 64 right? and Mario Kart DS. Like I, I, I never really felt the need to own a Mario Kart game on, on GBA. Plus, it's, it's Mode 7, kind of like the original one, and that style of Mario Kart game never really appealed to me. I'm not even a big fan of the original one. Really. Right. It is a total um, throwback. You even collect the coins and stuff, too, on the ground like the original right. one. But it'll be kind of fun to play through because I've never really... I mean, it's free, so what the hell, right? Yeah, exactly. yeah right. It's still fun. <laughs> uh, Metroid Fusion, a big, big one right there. Um, now I've, I had played this about two years ago for the first time since 01 when it came out, and it just it, it's such a fun game to play. I think I'd probably prefer Zero Mission, but um, the fact that Fusion is coming to my 3DS means that there's a pretty good chance that in the future I'll be able to play Zero Mission as well, um, even if I had to pay for it, so... That's yeah. really exciting. Uh, yeah, I'm same there. I played Metroid Fusion, and I like it, but I never got to Zero Mission, so I would love it if that if that showed up. Likewise. Yeah. Likewise. Uh, WarioWare Mega Micro Games. Um, I've never played the original micro games. Uh, I've played you know some of the other versions of the WarioWare series, but never really played the original. So I'm kind of curious to see. You know, I, I always thought of the game as being a primarily multiplayer experience. So I'm kind of curious to see how it translates to the handheld. Yeah, I don't know no, that, you... that's that's a good point. I mean, it started out just entirely single player. And I, I can't remember specifics, but I, I did have this, and I do remember. I mean, loving it <laughs> as much as I've loved any WarioWare game. I think it is probably the best one in terms of at least a single player experience. Yeah. And then last up, we have Mario vs. Donkey Kong, uh, which is of course the sequel to our recent virtual console release of Donkey Kong '94. Um, and a game that has, you know, Mario vs. Donkey Kong has had sequels since, but they've largely been the minis. Um, I don't think we've had a sequel, like a proper sequel to Mario vs. Donkey Kong, have we? Mm-hmm. I don't think no, I we think have you, either. I think you're right. Yeah, I think it's been the minis. So I've never really played this game either, and I'm, I'm looking forward to, to trying it out. I mean, once again, these are all free, and that's awesome. Like, these are games I may or may not have spent 5 to $8 on, but I don't even have to worry about it because I will get them, and that's great. Um... Now, there's other GBA games out there I'd love to play. Of course, uh, the Castlevania games, I love all of them. Uh, Har- Harmony of Dissonance. Um, that one of them? That, yeah, that's the, that's the middle one, right? I think so. Or, no. Is, is that the the Xbox Live one? I can't remember. Oh, is it? The, the names are also, like, Aria, Aria of Sorrow is the, is the third one that I really liked. Um, Circle of the Moon is the first one that I really liked. I don't remember what the second one was called. I think maybe it was Harmony of Dissonance. Um, but I really liked all those games. I, I could play them over and over again. Um, and I haven't touched like Circle of the Moon since I got my GBA in 2001, so I'd be excited to try that again. Yeah, I yeah. would. I would. I, I'd, I'd take some. I'd take some original Advance Wars. Oh sure, that'd be a great one. Um, Advance Wars or uh, Advance Wars? What's the other one that came out after that? Um, oh, Advance Wars Two, I guess. Yeah, I'm thinking. And the, then the, the DS is when they had the, the spinoffs, kind of. But well, they had they um, had one on the DS, uh, Dual Strike, is they think the name of that one. And then yeah, and then they had the like super like dark like Days of Ruin. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, wow, there's so many great games in the. I wouldn't. On, on, I wouldn't mind playing some Golden Golden Sun again. Oh yeah. Since they're gonna release that, you know, release a sequel to that now. I, sure. I'd like to go back and visit those. Absolutely. 
Uh, what else? Um, I really should have had more ideas before I started the podcast. <laughs> uh, the the first couple, um, which, well, knowing Capcom, they'll just pretend it doesn't exist, but the first couple uh, Mega Man Battle Network games. Sure. How about uh, how about Minish Cap? Oh, man, that would be great, oh, yeah. actually. I kind of feel like they wouldn't give away Minish Cap because they could sell so many copies of it. Mm-hmm. But then I would say the same thing about, about Metroid Fusion, so who knows? Maybe they won't. Um, but that'd be that'd be a good one to put on there. I'd certainly play that again if I got it for free. Yeah, yeah. I never I never played through that whole thing. I played a few, just a few hours of it. One thing I'd kind of like is if they just gave us like a selection of like fifteen to twenty games, we could pick whatever ten we liked. Yeah, well, that'd be excellent. One thing to note too. I mean, this is only what five games, you know, on each of, of each, each of yeah. the things. So it's like I wonder what else is going to be available. Maybe we will I be know. able to choose. That'd be great if we can. Um, but, yeah. Well, I was going to say, yeah, I don't think they've explicitly said that you can't, so maybe that will end up happy, you know, end up being possible. That'd be awesome. Um, one last one last thing to talk about before we wrap this up, this little uh, short little news break on the 3DS price drop is, I just, I can't really, I can't really get over how um, aggressive this is a move for Nintendo. I'm not, I'm not used to seeing them make such bold moves in their marketing. You know, I wouldn't have been surprised to see a price drop, but to see the uh, the ambassador program along with it, and especially the wording and the press releases. Now, this was pointed out in an email amongst the staff, um, but the wording on the price on on the price drop and the ambassador program was significantly different between America and everywhere <laughs> that's not America. Yep. Like everywhere that wasn't America was very. It was a very apologetic uh, email. It was like, look. Um, we thank you for being a customer. We're happy to announce that the price is dropping and, you know, we want to thank you for being a loyal customer. We understand that, you know, there's, there's a little bit of, you know, animosity when, when a price drops and we're happy to provide this as a, as a token of our, of our appreciation. Whereas the NOA announcement was something was more along the lines of we're dropping the price. Oh, and here's some free games we bought right away. Thanks for, thanks for being our customer. It was, it was not apologetic at all. It was just sort of like, it just had that real kind of Reggie-ish cockiness to it, I guess. Um, it's interesting because, you know, they, they could really stand to in, in, engender themselves to the fans a little bit. And it's not that this move doesn't help, but it also doesn't feel like an NOA move. It feels like an, a move across the entire world because that's what it is. It just, I don't feel like NOA had anything to do with this. Right. Um, and, and the NOA one is so interesting because it does announce the price drop, but it doesn't really equate it to, like, you know, system sales not yeah being where they exactly. wanted to be, and then it even gives like the total number of people who, who bought the 3ds in there, and it's like, you know, it, it just says something like 800,000 people are, are playing their 3ds now, and now more people can, and it's just like, well, man, when I saw that number, I was just like, wow, is that it? It's only yeah. 800,000. Like that's, it was shocking, and they just tried to like bury it in this like happy like we're kicking ass, and now we're gonna kick more ass <laughs> email. I've, I've interesting. I thought Nintendo for quite some time as a company that doesn't go out of their way to give the fans what the fans are asking for. They <laughs> they, they they put out what they think the fans want, and they if if at all they they respond to the fan feedback, it's quietly. You know, maybe you know, Wind Waker and Twilight Princess is sort of a classic example of that. They put out Wind Waker. The reaction was clearly immediately negative on the art style, even though everyone is almost universally come around on that. Um, and so we got Twilight Princess. They, they never came out and said, okay, here's the game you wanted. It's just something that they did. Um, I'm not used to seeing them react so vocally to the world that they're in. N- Nintendo sort of always seems to exist outside of the gaming industry. They don't, I don't feel like they're, they are a reactionary company. I don't really feel like they notice anybody else. They're in their own bubble. 
And this is a very non-bubble move for them. It's it's very much a reaction to the 3DS, the the, the reception so far. They're not they're not turning a blind eye to this problem. They're trying to solve it, and that's interesting to me. I I don't know that I've seen a, a marketing strategy by Nintendo that's been so aggressive and bold in the entire time that I've been following this company. I maybe I'm maybe I'm forgetting something, but this is. This is pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely is. I mean, it, particularly the ambassador program. I mean, a, a price drop was going to happen at some point, but the fact that they're, they're doing this ambassador program, and I, I mentioned it before we started actually recording, but I'll repeat it again for the, uh, the listeners here, but it, it seems like it's sort of like a, a two-pronged attack, where on one hand, I think a lot of people will buy the 250 model now, wanting the exclusive free games that are going to come out, you know, in September or later this year. Um, so I think you'll see system sales grow now, and then of course when the price drop happens, I, I think throughout the rest of the year the, the numbers will only you know continue to to grow. I wonder after the, after the initial spike, if if they'll go if they'll they'll fall again or if they'll stay high throughout the entire year. You know where? Yeah, you know. It, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. It'll certainly help, and I, I feel like once you get that Christmas season. Kids get it, they can take it to school, or friends come over and, you know, their friends see it, see what the 3D's like, and really get a handle on it. I, I think it will just continue to grow from there. For sure, um, for sure. But it is interesting, though. So, like, the Ambassador Program, on one hand, it's, like, this nice thing, like, oh, Nintendo's giving, you know, the early adopters free games. But on the other hand, it's, like, this is sort of their attempt to really try to get people to to pay the full 250 before it changes, you know, to try to get as much of that 250 as they can yeah. before they start selling the system at a loss. It's not, it's not a bad move. No, yeah, really not. It, it's kind of ingenious. <laughs> it's, you know, it, it, you know that they, you know, they very carefully built like a two-week window into this. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah this, this wasn't announced, and then the price drop started this weekend. I mean, they they did no. this on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and actually, you know, going back to even the wording of the, you know, the press releases and stuff like that, um, you know, especially the difference between Japan, Europe, and um, America in particular. Um, you know, typically Japanese, whenever they make some kind of like a formal announcement like this uh, a really formal japanese it's kind of like i guess we would probably view it as being kind of like apologetic and kind of like that yeah. so that's kind of like the reason for that but what's kind of odd and i think i don't remember one of somebody pointed out in the staff emails that like the european press release is just almost a direct translation of the japanese one um yeah it's, right. it's kind of like odd thing to do i would think but um you know. Right to not to not take like cultural difference into yeah. account and like change the wording or tone at all <laughs> like like the American one did. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, so I thought I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, but you know, actually, one other thing too. Here in Japan, um, Super Pokemon Scramble, uh, Pokemon Rumble Blast is what's going to be in the United States. It was scheduled to come out actually uh, the twenty eighth today. Um, well, technically here in Japan it's twenty ninth now, but uh, it, you know it was going to come <laughs> out, but they pushed it back and. They just, you know, this, they just made this announcement a couple of days ago, and they push it back to the 11th, which in Japan, that's the day that the 3DS is actually going to be going down in price. So, oh, kind of like, look at that. yeah, it's, it's kind of make makes sense now. <laughs> so, yeah, wow, that's absolutely. funny. Yeah, that was a definite, definite plan mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And then I wondered, someone, I, I heard, I think it was either in the staff emails or maybe in comments on, on the story, but someone else thought that maybe the, that last system update has somehow related to this, like maybe put into place being able to download those NES games or something. I, <laughs> I'm not sure how much I believe that, but it, it is interesting because no one really knows what that system update really <laughs> did, so yeah. who knows? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. They could have put the framework in there. Who, who knows? Maybe they're already there waiting for us. Yeah, they'll just <laughs> unlock it. Yeah, that's true. 
That's true. Well, guys, I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, Such short notice. Um, Stay tuned this Saturday for a regular episode of Newscast where we seem to have forgotten that this happened (laughs) because it was recorded on Tuesday before any of it did happen. Um, Feel free to leave some comments, talk to us, send us an email, tell us what your thoughts are on this crazy price drop. Uh, If you haven't bought a 3DS, are you going to buy a 3DS? Are you going to try to buy it before the price drops so you can get the free stuff? Or is the 170 price point the one that's going to finally drive you to the store to buy a system? Uh, yeah, I want to hear that. Yeah, definitely leave comments, I, I'm, especially if you are going to buy the 250 model now to get the free games. I, I feel like yeah. people are going to do that. Mm-hmm. I a do few too. might, yeah. I do too. I think so. The address is, of course, newscast at com. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. 